Hey, I'm Derek. Welcome to Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. Man, it is June 21st. Welcome to episode 47. It's me, Derek. And hey, it is the Grace Kramer. And we're here to Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. We're doing it. Yep. I'm still I'm still hyped right now because of uh, E3. Boy, did we have an E3. We did. We had three of them. E3s. I'm, all well, together. Can't believe it. I mean, okay. Yeah. I'm having like a little bit of like, whoa, topic whiplash because disclaimers right before this, we were just talking about dubstep. You know what, Grace? So you it's like what? I need to... Hold on. Stop. Stop. Okay. Let's talk about dubstep instead. Okay. Because <laughs> this, e- this E3 was like, yeah, new Metroid game and that's about it. That's about it. Um, I feel bad because I, I'm not quite all the way caught up on E3. I feel like the the show that I want to watch is probably the Xbox showcase. Mm-hmm. Just to get an idea for, you know, I don't know. Well, Grace, we are a video game channel. We are a video game channel. Theoretically, and, we follow video games. And this, is, and this is theoretically a video game podcast. Tell me about your love of dubstep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I don't want to like bore everyone who was here uh, in the Patreon chat beforehand. But, um, you know, during the I'm I'm 29 right now. And so I was a young kid during the heyday of like scene kid stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I was primo scene kid age and I would have a hundred percent been a uh, you know jelly bands wearing I don't even I don't even know what scene kids did because I unfortunately there were some circumstances in my life I was not able to participate in being a scene kid. Yeah. Actually thank God. Yeah. <laughs> That's very that Dodge was probably very bullet. good for me. And um but as a result, like around two thousand nine like th- my life was stable again and i i was like oh what's this thing dubstep okay i am going all in on this yeah <laughs> like i'm accepting this into my heart and then i became a weird like not full on trashy edm kid but like a little bit trashy broy frat frat boy dubstep yeah, kind of kid were there people i went that- to dubstep music festivals yeah and it's like was there like a line separation between like edm and dubstep i i think so because it was like uh dubstep was definitely more trendy and then edm is like an actual long lasting genre that has was before and continues on after (laughs) Uh, yeah i um uh you would think that i would love dubstep because it's, it's very dumb yep but uh i just i i feel like with dubstep i I really liked it at first. I liked it for about a day or a week. And then I was like listening to more dub stuff. And I was like, all these songs sound the same. And it kind of bothered me. Uh, you know, the, 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 the canonical dub step song is probably the Skrillex scary monsters and spooky spirits or whatever it is. And I, I don't even remember their names. Is that the call 911 now? No, that's the oh my God one. Okay, for me, that might be the prototypical dub step song. But, yeah, exactly what it is. It's like starts off with like... Um, a pretty but basically what it was is like that song starts off half of that song is really great has a cool melody has that do 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 it's a really cool little fun melody and then she goes oh my god and then we have the big drop right but then the drop happens you have your, your well, i've always called it the robot farting yeah you got your your farting robot for a couple of bars and then it literally just switches gears to all right back to the other song where the, the pretty melody is and it just kind of felt like, oh, dubstep is is for people that are really good at production engineering, but can't write songs. <laughs> and it just, it, so you don't have to really worry so much about structure. And I guess I just, 
I like dumb shit, but something about dubstep to me just felt lazy. Yeah. Or I, I just didn't get it. I didn't care for it. It was great for running. That was like peak Grace goes running every day mm-hmm. time for me. And so like as a walking or like exercise playlist thing, it was really good. And I and I, and I did give uh, the... Yeah, Jake Kaufman for putting dubstep bass in DuckTales Remastered. Because I thought when DuckTales Remastered came out, I thought that dubstep was like over and I was way wrong about that. I still feel... It's still like dubstep bass is still popping up in like video game trailers like constantly. Like no one is safe. But I feel like only in trailers or in like dumb Saints Row situations where they're trying to be dumb and fun. Even like post past... Because Saints Row was... I, I hate to inform you of this, Derek. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Actually, Saints Row is going to turn 10. I think Saints Row 3 is going to turn 10 this well, year. Well, and Saints Row 4 was the dubstep one. It was. You're right. Yeah, was, yeah, not Saints Row 3. Saints Row 4, which was 2013, I believe. But yeah, so that, that was a bit ago. Oh, my God, it was. <laughs> oh, my God. So there have been video games since Saints Row 4. I don't. <laughs> but I'm saying so, those, I apologize those, those, are the, those are the moments that I really enjoyed. Right. Um, And Far Cry 3 have a really cool moment with like I feel like that, that shows could up. pop up in like a blood dragon or something no blood dragon was 100% like synth pop no sure. wobbly bass it was just like thick John Carpenter warm bass um holy shit that game's still pretty much pretty amazing yeah by the way well there actually that was an announcement at E3 that wasn't there more IP coming oh no there's like a Netflix show <laughs> that is going to be based off of blood dragon yeah which I'm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> mixed feelings about. I, I don't. I, you know that. All right, all right. That Blood Dragon game is amazing. It's not perfect. No. It's got. It's got some stuff that like. Eh. I don't know. And it's like doesn't quite work. For you know, me. Far Cry. It. It's a decent game. It doesn't. It's not a game that really excites me gameplay wise. Yeah. Right. And it never really was. Um. I. I always fell off of whenever I tried to play them. I would fall off of them pretty quickly. And so when I think about it, it's like, well, the thing I liked the most about that game was the story, the setting, and the you know voice yeah. acting. So maybe this isn't a bad idea. Yeah, to just totally you know divest it, it from gameplay. It's pretty amazing, but I do think the intro where they're like doing a tutorial, making you do a dumb, boring tutorial while they're going like, oh, this is so boring and fucking dumb, <laughs> and it's like, I oh man, that's that's the worst kind of humor. That is just uh. Hey, why don't you like, push that button? Because it's a video game, yeah. punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way, punk. You talking to me? Yeah, I just, that's, I Wish guess. Wish we didn't have to do this 10-minute tutorial, but we're going to do it. Well, let's just get on with it. But you still have to learn how to, you like, You still throw, have to do the tutorial. Yeah, throw throw rocks and stuff. to. <laughs> it, it just doesn't doesn't quite work, but I love that the game takes place in the futuristic time of 2007. Like, after the the game came out in the 2011. Canadian nuclear war, so, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, very fun. It's very fun. It's very good. I, uh, it's <laughs> it's a shame we didn't get more of those. <laughs> but you know, I I mean, could they have done another one and uh, like they, captured the? Because it was so did, it was so out of left field. They did you so many. Well, I was under the impression that that was. I mean, it was. It's a DLC that they sold completely by itself, and the fact that they've made Far Cry games almost annually like they've they're up to they're up to six and they also made like the the ice age one i don't even remember primal but there's been actually you know you said like you bounce off of far cry games i don't think we played the last 
three, two new Far Cry games. I want. Nah, I wonder. I have if, no idea what's going on. If, yeah, I wonder if franchise. they have maybe uh, uh, improved it at all. But it's like Far Cry, similar to Assassin's Creed for me. It's like I'm sure those new ones are great, but I played like one of them to death, and I'm like pretty good on them. You know, mm-hmm. actually, not even true. I've never really dug Assassin's Creed that much, but like I did like Far Cry three a lot. Um, but then I kind of just bounced off of it. I don't know. And then they kept making them, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. Good for them, <laughs> but it doesn't, you know, affect me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, but, but here, all right. But to circle back around. Okay. Skrillex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's 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 how like you want me to be like a music snobby. Mm-hmm. I listened to Skrillex before he was Skrillex. I actually had two from first to last CDs. Right, because he was in a weird death metal band. No, he's just a screamo band. A screamo band. Yeah. I yes, yeah, see, prime primo mindspace. Oh yeah, absolutely. Stuff, man. What do I was thinking about this the other day? I keep jumping topics. I'm sorry, but what do kids these days? What like I guess Zoomers you would call them? Mm. How do they feel about rating about any band that formed in the early 2000s? They're reading their Wikipedia article and they always get to the paragraph or two where their story is about all about them posting this on, on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they posted a teaser of the new album on MySpace. On, on live journal. Yeah, this thing on my. It's like there's every MySpace, every band that came out that formed in the, uh, you know, late '90s or early aughts, had that moment where all you were doing is posting your stuff on MySpace, <laughs> and then you either got dropped from your label, broke up, and then got back together or something like that. But then it, it always happens like they post on MySpace, they went kind of big or didn't go big, they broke up, got back together. And now they post their stuff on Bandcamp and probably make more money because they don't have a label anymore. <laughs> they do whatever they want. What, what do the kids feel about that? Because it's like, who, I, I, I know you can be nostalgic for, well, you can be nostalgic for anything. I'm sure people are nostalgic for the MySpace era, but is anybody actually nostalgic for the website MySpace? Because it kind of was always a junk website that barely worked. And that's sort of why it got left in the dust because you had to do so much Man, remember how music auto-playing on everything was like a default feature of the internet? Yeah. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Why did we do that? We didn't know any better. Why? <laughs> Though I definitely had it turned on on my oh, yeah. MySpace page. Absolutely. Because I, I, I needed people to know who I am. Exactly. You yeah. know? Like, uh, just place, right away. A place for music. Yeah. You know? Back, back when I thought that like liking bands was the only important part of my identity Mm -hmm. or like that was the easiest way to show who you were as a person man i do not miss like music snob like aspiring grace like at all Mm -hmm. or like the people i used to think were cool who were like really into you know knowing who uh i every time i try to talk about this and i try to give examples of like snobby bands I always like panic and like have like a weird like PTSD flashback where I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm gonna list bands that aren't cool enough for our <laughs> for the people yeah. who are listening. They're gonna judge me, so I'm gonna list bands that are really basic and. Oh yeah, because I. Death Cab. I don't know. You don't know who Death Cab is. You don't know who Britney Spears is. Whoa, like that. that I, I'm I'm not gonna worry that our 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 fans like our fans are dumb shit, Grace. It's okay. It's okay. You're, you're in a safe space, Grace. What you know do you what? listen to? MySpace. Where on the doll did you listen HTML, to that And that's what I want to focus on. That you had to get a fucking photo bucket MySpace to like post and, pictures. Yeah, and Neopets taught me <laughs> yeah. all I know about HTML. And like so. animated GIFs. People would like post a big dumb bunch of animated GIFs on your wall and it like mess up your wall. It's so... so it's, come on. It's kind of amazing to 
go to like do internet research and sometimes you come upon like GeoCity, like Angel Fire, Angel Fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> websites, like these people who made these incredible like websites dedicated to whatever thing yeah. they were into. And it's just there was one I, I saw, I think it was connected to like Tim Fullen research. So this was like forever ago. And it was just it was dedicated to cars and video game music. <laughs> and it was just like cars with like chocolate. yeah, like fire, like the fire paint job, like blinking in yes. and out of existence yes. over and over again on like a pickup truck. Oh, <laughs> I remember my old boss at my my college job. He had a website that was just like his personal page, and like he took a picture of his truck, and he had a page on his website about his truck, and it was like. <laughs> look at my truck and that's that's what the internet was before social media kind of yeah. like did kind of push everybody in a different direction i remember making a website that was just dedicated to my crushes on Ooh. um <laughs> no they're embarrassing um jimmy fallon and john cusack <laughs> i've i've known a lot of girls i must just surround myself with with female companions who are down with both of those gentlemen well, I've known many, many I, I think the problem is, is because you and I both were sort of around like pretentious, like the pretentious music crowd, because you and I were both got really into like college radio and we were yeah. sort of so sort of in that like semi creative kind of aspiring people who like and then at that time you had you know, everyone was like really precious about what music they listened to. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, that's like high fidelity absolutely you know that's adjacent to that even gross point blank is a lot about oh god the radio certain bands the radio, and, yeah the, the radio <laughs> scenes in gross point blank it's like that's not how radio works at all you're not just gonna bring some random guy on the air and not be like do you have like a a, a a five second delay it's fcc no you're doing this is this person properly mic'd? do they have a headphone on it's like <laughs> that was fun that was a good movie it's a really good movie. oh yeah so something that yeah so yeah something the chat was talking about they're too young for myspace and even aol but like yeah what what do you what do you feel like when do, do you feel like you missed out on something when you like read about like all this myspace stuff because if you do like you read about a band and it's like they talk about all their myspace t- all the myspace time you weren't missing much i'll be i'll be honest well it probably depends on how old you are because if you were old enough to be aware of those things and then not allowed on them perhaps sure yeah or because it was too adult Mm -hmm. maybe you were like oh it's so cool but maybe if you're like even younger you're like no i learned about ariana grande on webkins and i'm good (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) Like a club penguin taught me how to jam so (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm old enough that like my old band released music before Bandcamp technically existed. Mm-hmm. So like, like a super early bad albums we put out. Like I'm not sure what even to say their release date was because like I don't even know where the hell we were po- hosting them before then because you could only put five songs onto a MySpace and we had a whole album of of songs of bangers. Oh, 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 oh yeah, the All world of, the world needed to hear every single we one. Needed to hear. <laughs> we can't just pick five. Yeah. Are you crazy? We needed to hear the full version of Winternet. That was a good one. <laughs> De- okay, someone commented in the chat Ariana Grande's guy online outfit. Is that real or is that something you just made up cuz I I believe that it's real. <laughs> Like, I believe that iCarly or something had a guy online outfit. That is something like I was alive for all of that, but like the Disney Channel slowly seeping into larger pop culture 
that is completely lost on me. I was so I was um, that that's my age difference where I'm too old. Like I, I when no, Ariana Derek, Grande came wrong. out, like Disney Channel was all like, okay, so for me, I was just immersed in that always. So I'm like, there was no time before the Disney Channel to pop star pipeline. Mm-hmm. And when, they're really, I mean, was High School Musical was that Disney? Yes, because to me, that was the first time I became aware of like, yeah. What about Britney Spears? You douche. Well, she was a mouse. Jessica ca- Simpson. She was a mouseketeer. Justin Timberlake. I think they were both. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Wait, was Ryan, it Ryan Ryan Johnson? Wait, the right the, the hot one. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds is hot, isn't he? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Ryan Gosling. I would both hang out with. I would hang out with both those guys. Still, they'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Well, I'll let them know. I'm sure they'll be. Happy yeah, exactly. To hear it. Let them know, Uncle Derek. I want to chill. Chill out. All yeah, all the Ryans got it going on. <laughs> to be fair. But yeah, so high school, high school musical was your first one. You haven't even seen high school musical. No, that, that, that wasn't my first one. That was the first time I became Ooh, aware of it. Actually, when it, when it I'm, left, I, I get to pick the next movie that we watch together as a couple, and I pick High School Musical. I made you watch The Fugitive, and you didn't even like it. I liked it fine. Yeah. I just thought it kind of lost its steam in the third act. It did, and it kind of had a twist. That it's, didn't it's, make sense, it suddenly but. had to tell a story, and it was like no longer just Harrison Ford running, and they had to like, okay, guys, we got to actually have a story here and they're like oh we forgot to do that <laughs> it's unfortunate they just well i, w- I will watch whatever. the first high school musical but what about the second and third and fourth ones well if you want those to be your movie we yeah can, okay we good can do yeah you have only to watch it. the one okay that's, one of my, that's why I oh, okay sure. yeah no i'm i'm you only the the deal is is that as a couple since we have a seven year age gap we each get to share each other movies and most of the time we're using it as an excuse to show each other pop culture things that are important to us, but the other mm-hmm. one has missed. So the fugitive and now a high school musical. Dude, the then the fugitive is famous for the scene where Harrison Ford jumps off of the bus right as the train hits it. And that 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 was a very famous scene for the time. I don't know if it really stuck around like after that. Not in the same way like Independence Day blowing up the White House. No. That no. that that's just, that was a scene that was pretty iconic. Also kind of survived the nineties. This one didn't. But you were still so hype. Oh yeah, that, that whole scene is great, and you were still like, "Wow!" I saw you freaking out. You, you, yeah, I you loved were, it. It was great. Yeah, that's a great movie. And then, honestly, it's like that's a great. They movie. do that, and then they jump off like the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. and then after that, it it's just kind of a downhill slump. No, that <laughs> but he, that, like, that's not. I mean, the movie has a lot of really high points, and that's that's great. Yeah, good for that. It starts movie. with a banger. I, mean, I don't think it I would really... still tell people to watch it. Yeah, but then I would say, you know. After the Hoover Dam part, maybe just, you know, you can take out your phone and eat popcorn. It's just <laughs> fun to watch Harrison Ford give a shit. To me, that's the last movie that Harrison Ford, like, again, we got some young kids around here. Maybe you don't realize there was a time when Harrison Ford was like genuinely a great actor who shows genuinely great roles. I think he, I still think he's fine. Like, I don't I know it, it kind of bothers you, but I don't know. Dude, that Indiana leave, Jones leave movie, the, the fourth Indiana Jones movie, he clearly didn't care. What was it? I was watching. I was on a on a on a on a plane and I watched Morning Glory I think there's some movie where Harrison Ford plays like a a morning I I think he's supposed to play like a grizzled Bill O'Reilly type and then he he but the the thing he's he's just just a grumpy guy and he has to play the morning show to do USA Today or something like that you know has to to do today and it was just a terrible movie you could tell Harrison Ford didn't care about he was getting paid decently um, and there was a time where he was in a ton of movies and like 
he was usually acting his ass off. And uh, yeah, and I the fugitives one of the last what? times you you really see him do that. Man, I don't know. But that man's collecting checks. I mean, he's openly been like, yeah, I did Star Wars and Nina Jones because they. Yeah, I'm not worried about his financial welfare. Oh yeah, and honestly, can, he he's more the hero for it. Yeah, for I can respect him for that. Not yeah, yeah not really caring. Mm-hmm. That really is the most you know, like Han Solo thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so Man. yeah but anyway e3 right yeah i i think it says a lot that you and i all right as content hashtag content creators mm-hmm. as, as quote-unquote influencers with a video game channel and a video game podcast i think we are obligated to talk about e3 but i will say that other than metroid dread um and advanced wars coming back I, I really just don't remember a lot of it at all. And I didn't super pay attention to it. And it seems like I didn't miss a whole lot. Oh, um, the I think the most one of the most memorable conversations about or things that happened during E3 for me is when Jeff Keeley and had Kojima a Kojima phone call for Summer Game Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um Keeley's like, How you doing, Kojima? And then, you know, Hideo, you just see the subtitles that's like the world is, you know, like, this is the worst it's ever been. Our government has failed us. Like, nothing, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, just talking about how terrible it yeah. is in Japan right now, how they should not be doing the Olympics, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then cut to Keely being like, well, wish you were here. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a Mickey, just over-the-top Mickey Mouse energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> That was special for me, especially since I've been kind of following this... Uh, you know silent hills rumor mill stuff oh my god the whole which has kind of been exploding recently yeah it it seems like that there is a lot of conspiracy (sighs) chatter it feels like there's a lot of weight there a lot of water there i'm not sure what the the, um, there's an idiom there smoke do you mean smoke? it feels like there's 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 some there's some there's something real there's some smoke there it's really funny how i just but a lot of a lot of the clues when you like read the the rumor breakdowns are like well you know uh, it was canceled on April 37th or 27th. It was canceled on April 21st or 27th. I don't, yeah. I'm not confident in the date anymore in this anecdote. I'm going to say 37th. And look at this guy. He, his first video uploaded to YouTube is 37 minutes long. Yeah. You know, it's like not, not that obviously that, but that's there's, just an example of the caliber of there's thing. There's a couple that are like, that, all right, you're reaching buddy. But there's a handful where I'm like, that seems like some bullshit that Kojima would do. Absolutely. But I mean, don't, don't ever forget that PT came out in 2014, I believe. 2014, 2013. I've never forgotten. The internet has collectively never forgotten. No, and but, that's like, no, people haven't forgotten PT. They have forgotten that it was like seven years ago. It was a long time long time ago and we've been kind of dealing with these rumors for six seven eight years whatever long it was the better part of a decade to me it almost feels like and i just don't have the energy for it anymore so i'm trying well, to say it's like the switch pro rumors yeah. stopped and then the the hideo kojima rumor kicked up like yeah. it's kind of like we we need we always need some sort of like little rumor thing sure but like this one i I believe that something has to be happening because it was just too good and, pe- and it stuck around for too long. There's too much money left on the table. This is too much money. It's just, you look at games, you look at money. It's like, it's there. The money's there. Something has got to be going on. Um, but I will believe that shit when I see it. I'm just, I'm just, I can't, I can't get too invested in it. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't think we've retweeted a whole lot of uh, these uh, rumors and stuff. I just don't. It's just like, like my heart can't take it. Yeah, I can't. I can't take it. And I don't want it. There's other stuff that I know is here and it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll stick with that. You know, that's yeah. And that's it, it, I, I did like the uh, the fake out in the the Death Stranding uh, trailer where uh, Sam got in a box. That was fun. But you actually reminded me of another highlight of E3, hmm. that Death Stranding is getting a director's cut. Like he wasn't given directorial control before. It's Finally, yeah. the Death Stranding Kojima wanted to make. But but couldn't because I of mean, the man. Yeah, I, I, I get it. It's just going to be Game of the Year edition with DLC. Or it's, it's, it's just like an expanded edition. But like I just saw director's cut. And I was just like, sure, <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, it director's cut i'm not you know is like a marketing tool like you know and it it has always been that phrase has always been a marketing tool like i think isn't there there's the snyder cut and then isn't there going to be like a director's cut version of the snyder cut no that's that is the director's cut right no (laughs) i think maybe i should look that up i think director's cut really came from blade runner right because like Bla- the original, yeah, Blade the original Blade Runner has at least three, maybe four different and then cuts. Also, well, no, also um, that movie about being in the jungle and like, I love the smell of napalm. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that one. Oh, but the director's cut the Redux version where he adds like an extra hour. What a slog of a movie! That movie's terrible. <laughs> Don't watch that one. Watch normal Apocalypse Now. Holy crap! Oh, and also, I, I thank you, thank you, Waffle Irony for PT PTSD. You're absolutely right. That is what I have. <laughs> that is that is what I'm suffering from. I can't I can't go through it again. Um, but anyway, director's cuts. It's funny. I support it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of bullcrap that I really enjoy. It's funny. Uh, it's it's one, absolutely one thing I will say about move. whenever you say see Hideo Kojima, just watch his glasses because it's really fun to watch. See how he's so carefully like everything he does is so carefully like put upon and orchestrated and whatnot. I just enjoy what glasses he picks. Yeah, for certain things and certain appearances because you know he's like coordinate. You know he's like spiritually coordinating his glasses well he's also something. got a product to move grace those are his personal glasses yeah he brand. does have his own glasses brand don't yeah. forget <laughs> he's trying he's trying he's he's everything's particular because he's trying to sell some stuff he's trying to make some money grace yeah he's he's a dad he's a daddy yeah yeah he's i got, just think he's got some babies grace i have to ask you as as um as the metroid nostradamus as as the uh like the 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 one who who your words you said out loud and in, 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 into a microphone you willed Metroid dread, dread to uh, uh, exist. How do yep. you feel? So you totally here's what I called did. it. You absolutely here's what called I it. did back in 2005 mm-hmm. when everyone else was on MySpace. I was talking to <laughs> Nintendo and I was like, Nintendo, you gotta make Metroid Dread. Like it's gotta happen. And they were like, No, we're not ready for it. And now. Now look now at they're ready. now look at them. They're ready. <laughs> yeah, but how crazy is it though that we did go from like the only like is Metroid Prime Four even happening to suddenly we we are we are we have two Metroid games going mm-hmm. concurrently um, in a way that I don't think has really happened since like Metroid Prime's one and two came out. Yeah, because um, you know Prime One and Fusion came out. Someone pointed out to me that Prime Two and Zero Mission were also released concurrently, but like. I know that these two franchises or these two series have 
existed, you know, but like uh, Nintendo is usually kind of working on one and not the other. And or or something like who yeah. knows what's been going like, yeah, on. Because like, like there's pin- pinball and hunters and Federation Force. I'm sure those all fit into some kind of canon, but no one gives a shit about those. Come on. It's well, cra- what, what's is- interesting is apparently this is the same title that they've been working on since. Yeah, that's that's the reveal is that like that's that's the thing is uh, I guess I need to look into it. I'm sure it's all there, but like I do know that there was a game called Metroid Dread that it was canceled. Um, you know, back in like 2013, maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know if this if this 2D game is exactly that game again? Because uh, near as I can tell, this is just like hey, the people that made uh, the remake of two. They were given the keys to make another 2D Metroid, and where they just like, oh hey, we have these design docs for for Dread. We'll just pick up where they left off. Or was this the plan all along? Apparently, they actually were supposed to make Dread, and like the I I forget his name. I was I was just looking at this before uh, the podcast started, but like the one of the the producers in charge of the project, like he was trying to get them to make Dread. For some reason, it didn't work out. I think he says because of the, you know, Nintendo DS, like, technical specifications at the time, it just wasn't good enough or something. Oh, yeah, Sakamoto. Thank, thanks, Forte. And so Sakamoto, like, says that the technology just wasn't there on the DS. And so instead, they did the Metroid 2 remake mm-hmm. for the 3DS. 3DS, yeah. Same and now, now, apparently, the technology is there. But I'm just kind of skeptical of that because it, it's a 2D... <laughs> Yeah. Like Metroidvania, <laughs> like what do you mean the technology is not there? Like what what innovations are you bringing to the format that you can't you couldn't do on like a PlayStation? I think it's just basically <laughs> like know? they they just didn't want to make a new mainline Metroid game and, and, and to be pixel based. They couldn't do pixel based, right? Which of course they fucking could, but there's some kind of you know I, I bet it's like yeah, retro fans would love a new pixel based Metroid, but like you know Nintendo likes to sell games and the broader audience doesn't care about that and they're like well it needs to be 3d 2.5d you know kind of fancy um similar to like bloodstained but i would believe if they said that like yeah we can't make a really good looking 2d game on a 3ds like we want but now they don't have 3ds anymore you know technically really it is kind of nice to see a game on it is nice to see a game like this come out on the mainline system because you know there was always like a sense that you know the wii the gamecube the N64, like those were the real systems. Yeah. Then everything else was just like a weird side hustle that didn't really count. Like, of course, you know, there's so many amazing games on handheld oh, yeah, but I mean, systems. Like yeah. we have basically, we, we talk about that all the time. But it, I, I was thinking about, oh, it's nice that this game is going to be on like the mainline console. Like that's Yeah, cool. yeah. and it's it's like, it, it, it's a fancy looking ass 2D game. Um, the combat where you basically have like a melee attack that looks like you can like reflect bullets back at people. That's really cool. And yeah, I, I guess uh, I need to look into it more, but yeah. So this is basically I, like the same idea as the original dread, but then again, like, yeah, dread and Metroid fusion, like, you know, fusion was basically like almost like a resident evil nemesis style game. You know how, uh, and that Metroid games always had been a little dark, a little darker, a little more moody. Apparently this one is about fear. Being scared and dread and stuff, yeah. but it's not a horror game. Apparently, I mean, is it a horror game or is it just like a spooky game? It sounds I think there's like a difference because they they were talking about you know like the robots that are in the trailer. Apparently, they're 
at the beginning of the game, like essentially invincible. Yeah. So, you know, sort of like how in Breath of the Wild, when you come across like the ancient guardians, like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I got to get the yeah, yeah, yeah. crap out of here, you know, until you, you learn how to beat them and stuff. But or, you know, so it, it made me kind of think about, you know, like Resident Evil or Clock Tower. Like it, it sounds like you're going to have like these enemies that are will appear in certain rooms or possibly will chase you around that you can't kill. So that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know how I... I, I did not really enjoy Fusion and the parts where like you were being chased by um, evil Samus. Uh, I, I never much cared for that. Mm-hmm. So I that actually... So th- this is going to be a continuation of that. Yeah, that I'm not super thrilled to hear about that, but I'll definitely give it a shot. Oh, yeah. Um. I like this idea of them coming back to this and also to the point you made last week, uh, the, the team making this has to be aware of, you know, Hollow Knight and Ori and Celeste and all of the, I guess Celeste doesn't really count, but all these like kind of big little, these, these indie games that are taking the Metroid like formula and really expanding on it. Like mm-hmm. if they're going to come and bring Metroid back, it's got to outdo uh, Guacamole and it's got to outdo um uh got a roboto and a lot of these other great metroid likes um it's not the only game even bloodstained well yeah thank you bloodstained exactly and bloodstained is i don't even know if i put bloodstained at the top for like you know i think maybe hollow knight hollow knight might even be near the top but well yeah Bloodstained has a lot of content though one thing Con- about they keep they keep pumping so much do. more into that game I i tend to not be a fan of like the 2.5d art style in um in things and that is one thing i am a bit disappointed about with metroid not that they could have done anything different i think that's just uh like i've never really i don't really have a strong stylistic connection to metroid because i i didn't grow up playing that game and i think it looks in general just doesn't look amazing Mm. in terms of like the you know set design and the world like it it just always looked kind of sparse not very you know sparse 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 Um, it's not very stylized you know yeah i'm actually because then you kind of raised out the point and we're talking about generational differences um yeah people that didn't grow up with metroid don't really have uh nostalgia for the game maybe they grew up with samus through smash and and the like but didn't really play the games uh they are going to compare this to um you know this bloodstain and hollow knight and the like Mm-hmm. And are they going to be as impressed? Because a lot of us retro old heads are like right away, like whatever, take my money. Yeah, it's you. You got me. But they got to win over another a, a much larger audience, and I wonder if um they'll be able to do that. Because I, I honestly, I'm I can't really say. You're talking about the gameplay and about having the running away from stuff, and I don't know the stealth section in uh, Metroid Zero Mission is not great. And a lot of the Mr. X nemesis chasing stuff from Fusion really didn't uh, didn't jive with me. Um, but still, man, I'll take a new Metroid. Absolutely, yeah. I'll take a new Metroid. I you kind of got me like you kind of got me day one just by saying it. Right? Yeah. Like it, in a weird way, I just want to support the franchise <laughs> yeah. and want to support like a game like this being made. So I I, I have um, I'm hopeful for it, but you know we'll we'll see how it turns out. Like, is it? Gosh, all this talk about it, I don't even remember if they have some sort of release date yet. Yeah, I think it's October. Oh, okay. I, I recall them being like, not only is there a Met- not only is there a new game that we're calling Metroid 5 and then calling it Metroid Dread, um, but it's coming Wait, out this isn't this Metroid 5. It is. It is? Because it, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's a continuation from Super Metroid. Uh-huh. At the beginning of Super Metroid, uh, it, it says, you know, Nintendo 
1993 presents Metroid 3, and then the title screen says Super Metroid. So Super, Fusion, and Dread have all been technically 3, 4, and 5. Even the beginning of Fusion, it says that. Mm-hmm. It says, like, you know, Nintendo presents Metroid 4, and then the bigger title screen uh, happens Fusion. So by it was it, it was a bold move for them to be like Metroid 5. This yeah. Is, this is not a other M spinoff. We're not doing Federation Force, whatever the hell that was. Um, we are <laughs> taking it back. We're, con- we're continuing it. And so you have my attention. Well, one thing also that is kind of interesting, I was reading about this, um, some stuff that Sakamoto said during some press he was doing. But um, here, let me read this quote from GameSpot. The biggest mystery surrounding Metroid Dread Dread is its story. Each chapter in the franchise thus far has revolved around Samus and the life-sucking aliens that lend the series its name. But Sakamoto has teased that Metroid Dread will mark the end of this particular arc. Quote, the Metroid story until this point has dealt with Samus's strange fate that's been intertwined around this being called the Metroid. And until now, that's been the focus of the series. But what this game represents is a bit of a pause or a kind of a new start to something else. No one wants the Metroid series to end, and we know that. We ourselves don't want that either. But we just want people to know that there is some kind of new episode that is waiting in the works, and we want you to look forward to what we do with that next. But there are no specifics now. Yeah, I don't know how... (laughs) They're going to find a way to bring it in there. I mean, like... Well, no, is he saying that, like, basically the reason they haven't made more Metroid games is because they are like what else can we do with this like which you know we have to throw away metroids because, to be able to keep going that's I how mean, i interpreted that i'm no expert but of the metroid games i've played metroids themselves show up way late for like the last hour to 20 minutes tops um i mean metroid 2 technically you're fighting metroids all the time but they're not really they're just sort of like mutant metroid thingies that they're they're they barely even count, I well, suppose. Well, how important is, like, the Metroid alien to the franchise? That's the thing, is I don't because, think it actually is. I mean, there's this joke that's like, when are they going to let Metroid jump? You know? <laughs> no, me- why won't Metroid duck? Why won't Metroid duck? Yeah, what- <laughs> oh, okay, right, right, right. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just looking at the series, like, I, you know, if you are some random person, I could imagine you thinking that, oh, the main character's name is Metroid or something. <laughs> Metroid yeah. Sam. You know what I mean? Like, there's no connection to any of the you could have stuff. done that but then you had to have samus be a character in smash and you know that, that kind of i think everyone knows you know metroid it's like everyone knows that link is the character in zelda samus is the character in metroid um you think that's a, that's a pretty broadly known thing but yeah well i yeah. uh, i i just found that really interesting yeah, yeah what if link was a, yeah what if zelda was a girl <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's honestly like that. I'm so on board because. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe I, Samus can have another adventure, and then you can have an alternate ending that's just like the dog ending, but it's a little Metroid, just like cranking, moving, yeah, <laughs> like knobs and turning, turning dials, and like mm-hmm. it was me the it was whole me time. All time. Yeah, I mean, she's a bounty hunter, and she can just be going around doing bounties. You know, yeah. I think isn't that it's kind a of bit, it's a big wide space out there. Isn't that sort of how like a lot of the Metroid missions turn out is that like she just has a bounty and she goes to a planet and then she beats up a bunch of monsters and turns out Metroids are at the bottom of it, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I'm not an expert on like the stories there are. 
Um, but yeah, the actual Metroids are such a small part of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Samus is such a cool character. Yeah, just like bounty hunter, fun times. Just do it. Let her go yeah, around. Do like body snatchers or something. Or just like just do an open things. world game and I gotta go around the galaxy and, and hunt down Sunset Riders, man. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's get some bounties. Yeah, like let's not even have a plot. Just nah. just like I cause that I just want to play Skyrim, but it's Metroid. You know? Yeah. Let's just do that. <laughs> Federation Force 2. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> But E3, I think, you know, I feel like the, nobody was talking about this at E3, though. Nobody. We're, we're still coming back from the goddamn pandemic, plumbers man. Plumbers don't wear ties. Oh, that too, yeah. Well, actually, lots of people are talking about plumbers. A lot of people talk about that. But I, I guess I, people were like, man, E3 is so disappointing. It's like, we're still recovering from 2020. Like, 2020 yeah, had a cool <laughs> E3 because they spent all 2019 working on that shit. And they had nothing to show for because we spent most of last year, like, with nothing. Right. Well, isn't I mean, there's a thing that it's like video games, like good video game years happen like on a seven year cycle mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm, a seven year, but yeah, it's, is that? It's, I mean, because I feel it, like the last really good one was probably like 2017. Or oh, I, you mean yeah, yeah. Like we have one year where we're like in the conversation. Like, like holy yeah. crap! <laughs> like yeah, these are games. Like of the, there's a game of the decade year. Ninety seven and 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 uh, uh yeah, 2017 was like one of those years as well. Um. But there's still, usually every year has one or two banger games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I hope Halo comes they, they out. They could and still good, surprise like, drop Silk Song. <laughs> the yeah, Hollow Knight. Speak, yeah, you, you, you did. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's not gonna happen. And, and, unless we did miss something, yeah, there was no Hollow Knight news. No, which is too bad. I think they said 2022 last time they mm. said anything. Yeah, so that's not happening. Plumbers don't wear ties, though. Yep, man. Limited run, holding it down <laughs> once again. Yeah. In this crazy world where Funko Pops are NFTs or whatever, we got, we can buy a physical copy. I like just got nauseated by that. That sentence, like, just, (laughs) I had a vision of me, like, taking a nap. Uh, I've never actually played Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, but I've seen numerous videos of people playing that game. Uh, And, man, what what a misfire. But... What's so crazy about that game to me? First off, Grace, mm-hmm. do you know anything about this game? Plumbers don't wear ties. No. It all, was what, all I know is that when you say it out loud, the thing I imagine is a plumber who, and his back's to you, and he's bent over like a sink or something, <laughs> or bent, you know, like squatting down by a kitchen sink trying to fix it. And then, in fact, he is wearing a tie, and the tie is so long that it covers his crack. I wish that was the case. That is what I imagine. Yeah. And that maybe I should like not look up anything else about this game just to let that image just stay in my brain. It was a like irreverent pre-South Park adult comedy released for oh. the 3DO. <laughs> oh, the 3DO. But here's the thing, Grace. Wow, Tripakin. We thought it was it, it was advertised as a real-time motion game, right? It was going to be motion controlled what? No, like like Oh, FMV okay, okay. Sure. No, it's, it's like 96. Girl. I'm sorry. It's like 95. I, I know literally nothing about this game. Oh, it's early, early 90s. So it's an FMV game? It's advertised as that. Okay. Fill me it's in. It's actually still Fill photography. Me in, like a crack. It's still photography. Oh. That's the, that, this, this is the grout I'm giving you, Grace. Oh, my God. It's not even a real-time <laughs> motion game. It is just, like, still photography. <laughs> and on the cover, they have a hunky dude who's not wearing a shirt. 
but he's wearing a tie on the cover. What are you doing? Wait, is the implication that he's not a plumber? Who is this mysterious pl- man and I what is his op- I occupation? He actually is a plumber, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a, a, a hunky dude and a, and a sexy babe and who are bad they? Jokes. Who are they advertising to? It was like <laughs> pre-internet. I mean, it was basically like leisure. I was trying to be like a leisure suit Larry game. Yeah, because like yeah, like both the both the main characters are like. Good looking people. They got some good looking models to be, you know, all up in this game. But like just the humor is so fucking terrible. <sighs> um, and the idea that that game was supposed that they, it came out in the era where it was going to be the future. It was going to be real time video. Graphics can't get better. Can't get better than real life. Right. This is real life. I, I looked up you, a cover. And like, you needed to have the, the power of like the Sega CD or the 3DO or the Philips CDI. You needed, you couldn't do it on a cartridge. You needed the <laughs> space on a disc. Could only, it was the future, Grace. Mm-hmm. And now these games, you can like, they're, they're so small, you can put them on your phone, right? Yeah. You can play them on anything. Um, that's just hilarious to me. And I don't know that I'm going to be buying physical versions of this game. and kind of have my reservations about uh, limited run games. But I am happy that like whatever needed to happen for this game to be widely available again, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> and I believe Corpse Killer is also around here somewhere. I, I need I to think read that this. They, they remade that as well. A lot of those FMV games. Um, uh, I feel like if we hadn't fallen down this uh, hole of like funny gadgets, Grace, mm-hmm. and you know Game Boy accessories and stuff, yeah. You know, there's another. There's an alternate timeline where there's an alternate timeline where Stop Skeletons and Fighting is the number one source of plumbers don't wear ties stuff, and we just <laughs> we just went all in on FMV games, and we just with all of the all of the 3DO, PC, and Sega CD <laughs> FMV games that were popular like in the mid 90s that we we would have like be living in our mansions having covered all or, that. Oh, our mansions, mm-hmm. sure, multiple mansions, <laughs> multiple yachts. Man, the mansions that our are on full our yachts. motion mansions. Yes. <laughs> um, it could have gone that way. It could have. It didn't. Yeah. I'm happy that I'm not. I'm not saying I regret anything, but it is definitely. I don't have a ton of patience to. for a full motion game, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? That's probably it. Is you don't really you don't like cheesy movies. <laughs> Just in, for in, cheesy movies' sake. Yeah. yeah, and I, I and I like cheesy movies. Even I kind of have a threshold. I, I have I have found that I I can appreciate a bad game uh-huh. a little more than I can a bad movie. Some classic movies aside, of course, um, but not every bad movie is the room, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a bad game to me, I do genuinely find a little more fun. So that's that's probably why we a- arrived the, the the place that we did. We did get a patron. Someone was asking us if we had ever thought about making a video on like Japanese only full motion games. And I'm yeah. like that. I don't even know where to start. Exactly. With that. <laughs> a friend of mine was actually DMing me and being like, dude, check out all these Japanese exclusive, like cell phone games that came out in Java. And I'm like, that is fascinating. I didn't realize act razor that, that, that fucking square Enix remade act razor for Java phones in 2007. But it's like, Oh my God, but how are we going to go about like that that is a nut that we have not cracked yet. We're gonna need just to just us personally. Personally, yeah, but how would we get all of these and cover all of them and capture the gameplay footage and all of that stuff? It's mostly because but, I as the resident technology person in this little coupling, I'm not I don't know. Partnership? 
I mean, couple, and we are a couple, but in terms of the, 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 the LLC, you know, we're a partnership. I'm the technology person, which is not great when, when I'm the premier technology person in, yeah. in the situation. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we'll we'll try try to figure. That's like it half out. the reason the Engage videos didn't use emulation. Because <laughs> I, like, I like saw it was on GitHub, and then I went to Derek, and I was like, Derek, it's not possible to emulate <laughs> it. <laughs> but I was like, I want to own it and you know have it physically. Anyway. I, it's very easy to talk Derek. Say to Derek, the only way we can do this is if we buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, if we buy more, and then never games. get rid of it. Okay, uh, <laughs> quit twisting my arm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I know some people like Bad Game Hall of Fame. I can just ask them to help me mm. set it up or I'm sure. Mini-Me's doing it. Ugh. That guy's great though. No yeah. Sure. He's really good. There's, listen, there, there's enough room out there for multiple different YouTube channels to be talking about like weird delisted games and other crap like that. So A lot of is like, not an video game not YouTubers, I have to sort of be in the mood to watch them, if that makes sense. Like just because... There, as soon as I watch people, sometimes it's hard for me to turn off this like hypercritical thing in my brain that's like, Grace, look at how amazing all these people are. You're yeah. a failure, you know. But um, I find many me's videos, I think they're really good and interesting, but I also find them very relaxing. Like him and Nitro Rad both hit this like little pleasant part of my brain where I'm just like, gonna get snuggled up gonna get my two dogs gonna get some hot cocoa and i'm just gonna like (laughs) you know nitro rad's gonna teach me about taz or whatever or or, a tie 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 tasmanian yeah the last video i watched was little nightmares too i need to get caught up i um (laughs) i know he's put out a bunch since then listen we have a lot of peers and friends and i watch them all the time but i will say that like when i'm off work when i clock out i'm not i'm Sometimes I will click on a video of a, of a friend of ours or a peer, and then I'll be like, "No, I don't want to. I can't think about work right now." Yeah. So I probably don't watch enough of my fellow YouTubers as much as I should. Um, but I got, I got one thing I've learned over these years. I got to have that separation. So honestly, like when I'm done, I like watch a lot of music tube. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of where I go to to get away from the relax a little bit. Honestly, sometimes I play vid- I play bad video games for work. I, I, when I'm off work, I play good shit. Sometimes I want to well, play good. Sometimes, man. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got that good sometimes garble you're, energy. You're like, I really want to play this uh, game, this Xbox 360 level game that's based off of like 50s sci-fi B movies. Do you hmm. remember that game? You, are you thinking of Wet? I'm not thinking of Wet. Though you did play that recently. Yeah, because that was based on like 70s grindhouse movies in it in in it's not like attack from mars or it was just some random like game pass game that we were playing the other day by the other day i mean over a year ago (laughs) oh oh you played that it's like a game where there's like running audio commentary over it it's like a game but it's also a movie and the narrator is the audio commentary yeah i'm very sorry that i can't remember the name of it right now but that's pretty much par for the course Sometimes you want to do that, and sometimes I'm like, no, I'm gonna play this go- play Forza Horizon, which is this gorgeous racing game, the furthest thing from like bad Garbo. That's a big thing that was announced at E3 was the new Forza. Have you watched the trailer for yeah. that yet? I don't see Forza games are gorgeous. Yes, I don't, that, and that's and that's fine. No, it was a new Forza Horizon. I know. Okay. It's, it's gonna be in Mexico, and that's cool. 
I'm like, I don't care. Just like give me a dubstep station uh, <laughs> and then give me a bunch of things to hunt down and find and a bunch of races. Like, near as, uh, for, as far as I'm concerned, Forza Horizon is like the only racing game. <laughs> um, it, that, that, th- those games are absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of crazy they're making another one so soon. It feels like they're making another one so soon because like Forza f- f- uh, 4? Yeah. Yeah, 4. It's so goddamn big already. It's still gorgeous. And it's still... I would say that that was the... When we finally upgraded our TV, that was the first game I played. Yeah. Forza Horizon 4 was one of the first times I was like, I need to get a new TV. Yeah, Forza 4... Horizon 4 only came out in 2018, so it it is kind of new. Yeah, but that three years... That is is a a, a long enough time for them to make a new one. But yeah, there's so much to do in that game. Mm -hmm. It's... uh, You could still be playing it. Oh, for sure. And uh, oh, you know, I will say, um, oh, Deadly Tower of Monsters. That sounds That's, right. That sounds like about yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. I mean, we we spent a long long time describing it. I wouldn't necessarily say that you should play it. Like it was fine. It was really f- interesting. It was yeah. It was an, an interesting concept, and I I kind of fell off of it. But yeah, if if you can find a good deal for it, it might be could be worth checking out. I I would say. Yo, that Halo looks pretty good. Uh, and the Halo Infinite multiplayer, like multiple times, like dude threw a grenade and then it blew up a weapon, and he jumped in midair and caught the weapon that he had blown up with the grenade. I'm like, that's not going to actually work, but it's a cool looking video. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I downloaded uh Master Chief Collection um a while ago and kind of kind of played a couple of games. I I def. I, I don't think Halo single player is really that interesting. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like the same fights kind of over and over again. It feels kind of uh, a little boring after a while. I think the multiplayer for Halo is still pretty goddamn solid. Um, and that each one to, to play Master Chief Collection kind of jump around the games. They all play very different and subtle ways, but very different from each other. Um, and like, yeah, man, the idea of having a new Halo game. I kind, I kind of want Halo to come back. Both Halo and Gears of War are are two franchises that used to fucking mean something. Man, I just and don't I just, see it. Like, I just don't think like cultural, like yeah, culturally, like we don't really care about. Like, I don't think military shooters are like the same. Even shooters, I don't think, quite hold yeah. the zeitgeist in the way that they did back in the day. I mean, it will f- I mean, they're always Fortnite. there. They're always going to be popular. Yeah, but it's yeah, just like the so the aesthetic of it is way different now. But I would, I, I feel like, well, I think Gears Five is fantastic. I played that game. I played a ton of that game last year. That was like my quarantine. That was my go to quarantine game for like the early uh, uh, months of lockdown. And I got the sense that like Gears Five, Gears Gears didn't really have a drop in quality near as I can tell, in the same way. But it didn't quite have a big audience. But there's still an audience. There are still people out there that play Gears Five and are down for Gears Five and would da- absolutely want a Gears Six. Uh, I don't know if there's the same holdover for Halo. I think Master Chief Collection has kept the Halo community going because they're playing the older games. But I don't think I hear anyone ever talk about Halos uh, Four and Five. Mm-hmm. Um, like ever, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I uh, just hear about all the different stuff you can do because Master Chief Collection. Now that it's done, that they you know released the game and finally fixed it and it's it's working, is an incredibly robust thing. 
So I'm just curious if they can really bring it back. They can bring it back with Infinite here. Yeah, I, I hope so. You know, um, I, I like the world when we have a couple of big, you know, like contenders in it. Um, I, I would like for there to be like a reason for the Xbox to exist as a gaming console, yeah. even though like Xbox is going so far away from being a gaming console. Did you see that stuff? They're going to be like an app now. Like yeah. you can just have it on your TV and stream it, which I think is interesting. It is so reminiscent of like a Netflix style strategy of I'm just going to be on everything. I'm going to be available everywhere. And that's how I'll have market dominance. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. I, I, I am skeptical that it'll push them forward. It'll definitely change what they're doing. And I, I'm skeptical they're going to have the IP to the original IP to back it up in yeah. terms of bringing like becoming a digital storefront. I think they're already there, but they bought so many, you know, they bought Bethesda. They've already had Ninja theory. They got, you know, uh, the coalition making gears of war. They have three, four, three making halo. Um, they 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 put the money out there. Yeah. Um. So they must have some bigger. Pl- I mean, if they had, if they star was it Star Force, Starfield, uh, whatever the new Bethesda game is going to be, uh, we have a genuine reason to worry that like you know Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an Xbox exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Star. What the well, hell? I think Starfield? it would. It God would still it. be on PC. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that only matters to the only, th- and it would probably Xbox, come to Switch eventually. <laughs> Xbox exists, so the story, as I've always heard it, was um, there was an a- Xbox original pitch all these years ago, and the design team that was making the first Xbox, someone fucked up, and apparently uh, it was on Valentine's Day, as I've, I've it's called the Valentine's Day massacre uh, when you hear about it. In the in, the, in the in these walls of Microsoft could talk, they would call it the Valentine's Day Massacre. Something happened, and the Xbox team was called into a meeting, and for like four or five hours, Steve Ballmer and Bill Gates took turns just yelling at the team, telling them they're doing everything wrong. It just happened for hours and hours and hours, apparently. And then somebody in the back who wasn't even part of the team, which is like there observing, just raised their hand and said, "What about Sony?" And allegedly, apparently, Steve and Bill stopped and went, okay, what do you need? Well, and, sure, and then, that's that's how it started. It, w- it was But a- the point I'm trying to get to, Grace, okay. is like the, the whole... Like, Microsoft just wants the Xbox around to keep Sony and Nintendo uh, from... Like, just to keep them one step away from uh, completely, um, like, getting any ground on their PC gaming front is 100% that. There's PC gaming, there's consoles, and they just want a piece of the consoles just to keep them sweating and they can keep a little bit of their money. Sorry, I keep bumping the mic. Sure, it, really what it is, is just, just basically, I mean, yes, people at Xbox make great games and it is a company that, you know, cares. But the, the greater existence of Xbox is a gigantic troll, more or less. It is a market troll. Well, Derek, like, it, it used to be about 
like, oh, we got to stop Sony, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's about that anymore. I it's, don't think that no, Phil like, Spencer wants to do that. That's no, sure. well, like Phil Spencer has like said on the record that he is all about bringing games to where people are. And that's what you should think of the Xbox brand. Is yeah. It's not about consoles because quite frankly, consoles have been a dying industry for so long. Like even though you can't buy a next-gen console right now, mm-hmm. it's... The fact is, is that consoles have been had diminished sales year on year for like ever. Like they're like people aren't. Is that true, though? Yes. Everyone who's bought a console like has bought a console. Like everyone who's going to buy one has bought one. Like the market isn't getting bigger, you know, like not in the way that PC gaming is exploding. Because like consoles aren't like back in the day, you know, a console came out and you were like, oh, this is, you know, better than something I can get on a... Like, this is better than a computer, you know, basically. Like, this is, like, a good system. This is a great investment. But it, like, hasn't been that Mm -hmm. since the PlayStation 4, if not earlier. I mean, really, it's, like, not... Like, the last... Like, for the last couple generations, like, the PlayStation comes out and there's already better hardware out that, you know, like, it's... They're using hardware that's been out for, like, two years. Yeah, I would say, like, you're being generous. Um, Really... Ever since Doom came out on PC, like PCs have been Do- Doom better. Twenty sixteen. Doom. Oh, the original nineteen ninety three Doom three. Okay. Like, cause like when cause you know Do- Commander Keen and Wolf and Doom were all doing things that consoles couldn't quite do. Um, for the longest time, like yeah, a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo was a way better choice for games than PCs, and then th- th- its software kind of got the ball rolling and and changed that and really ever since then yeah consoles have been kind of dying um since 1993 that's that was the start of it yeah i mean you're talking about doom 2016 no i i I just said that because i was confused because the the whole thing about like system specs like that that decline Mm -hmm. of the console market i think you can kind of attach it to 20 2011 2012 time and i'm thinking like you know when ps2 launched they were gonna have you know half-life on it and they were excited about this new half-life it's like mm-hmm. pc has had half-life at that point for four uh, four or five years you yeah. Know? yeah um it's 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 a bit of different situation but like we have more and more kids that grew up with minecraft more kids that are not growing up with fortnite there are a lot of kids who, who only know steam right well i mean half-life and, in particular because that Steam is like PC. Oh gaming. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Half-Life 2 was originally only purchasable on Steam. Also everyone hated it. Also apologies to anyone who's listening to this and is not US based cuz you know yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. This is true. You know the UK has been like the ZX Spectrum. Like they've been PC based exactly, yeah, everywhere yeah. basically everywhere else. And in, except a, for Japan, Japan this also This is just a couple of yanks talking, all right. <laughs> Japan also like afraid of PCs. PC gaming. That's why uh, cell phones were like. I'm kind of researching this. Haven't made the video yet. Don't worry. But like, Japan got really into cell phones before they got into PCs, and so the the Java cell phone market was like way more. More. It was way more in Japan than it was in America. Um, poor, poor, sweet summer, Derek. Derek's like yesterday. Derek was like, "Grace, did you know that Kingdom Hearts had multiple?" That is not at all what I said. Mobile I was like, games. Hey. and I was like, "Yes." I was like, 
Wow, I didn't realize I didn't realize they had multiple games in the cell phone. That's what I told you, Grace. I was like, wow, I thought there was like obviously you didn't have KingdomHearts.net set as (laughs) your your homepage. MySpace.com slash Kingdom Hearts fan four (laughs) twenty. They weren't in your top eight. They were not. They were not my top eight, no. Man, I I literally did have that set to my homepage. Well, let's go back and talk about <laughs> Xbox, the, the Xbox app here that's going to be on your TV well, and, and stuff like that. So you know? they're they're making that app for mm-hmm. so like for smart TVs or whatever. And then also they're making like a streaming stick you can buy kind of like a Roku or, you know, whatever. How does this kind of line up with like the Don Matrick vision for Microsoft with the Kinect? And I don't think the, it lines up with it really at all. Well, this idea of like taking over the living room, right? That and well, see, that was all about Microsoft is going to dominate this space with hardware. You know, like we're, we're going to have the hardware no one else has. We're going to make everyone else come to us. Like we're going to make everyone else create this software because the demand for our hardware is going to be so great. Mm. It's basically the theory behind that, like the connect and all of that. And this is like 100% the opposite. This is Microsoft being like, whoops, we've never successfully made a hardware product. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, we're you're going so- back to software. You're a software company. Yeah. <laughs> Sony makes hardware. Nintendo makes toys. You make software. Right. And so they're they're basically like we're just going to make software and we're going to come to you. And you know we also they have the benefit of their cloud streaming. Who's what's it? Azure. You oh know. sure. Yeah. I they, can't even they, keep them all in my head. They have the like I guess theoretically have the foundation to make it happen. However. I don't think cloud streaming gaming is going to be a thing. Like it's it's starting, obviously, um, you know, Stadia, et cetera, whatever. But I don't think it's going to be an actual thing that this is what games are now for like not the next generation after this one and then but probably the generation after. So like two generations from now. Yeah. You know, in our our full motion mansion. I <laughs> I feel like that the I, I, the idea of it being an app, not not a, not yeah, that it just being software based. That probably is the future, and it's not not having the hardware aspect of it. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's going to cut out too many people that manufacture bits of metal and people that make microprocessors and stuff. And we're going the infrastructure of internet is going to have to uh, improve to a tremendous level. Like just like in the United States specifically, yeah, specifically, like we have terrible fucking internet. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty atrocious compared to the, compared to the rest of the world. So like, there's th- that 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 battle, you know, the Illuminati battle for uh, being okay with faster internet. The, I, I, it that, turns that, out Elon Musk is not going to save us. Whoever thought with that our, our better internet? What I thought he I thought he made the electric car. He woke up one day and created it. Right. <laughs> it is weird how people really uh worship uh people like elon musk it's it's don't make sense to me but whatever um my my point just being that uh it yes that is a barrier that i feel like a lot of people absolutely would want um i when you think about what wins over convenience every time not quality convenience Mm -hmm. if it was quality then betamax would have won not vhs right um, 
if it, if it was quality over convenience, DVD would have died a long time ago. But no, convenience. And <laughs> if, so, it, if it was quality, Jay-Z wouldn't have sold all his shares in... Brooklyn Nets? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. What was the other... Like the audio thing? That oh, Tidal? Tidal. I think he still owns Tidal. I think, he? I think he's getting out of it. Oh, shit, I don't know. Jay-Z, Jay-Z he, he, he's a hustler, right? Yeah. They call him, they call him the hustler. I have heard that you cannot knock the hustle. <laughs> Unconfirmed reports. Um, there's a, I, I wouldn't try you it. You know what? There is, there is a reasonable doubt that you cannot uh, not huck, knock the hustle. I couldn't even couldn't even get that joke out of my mouth because it was so bad. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No. So Square, the uh, financial payment system bought title. They have an 80% controlling wow. share. Yeah. So Jay-Z got some money off that, I'm sure. Yeah. 302 million, which actually isn't that much for what they were trying to do. Trying to be a, a a Spotify with Wave with like you know lossless files and stuff like yeah. that and better payouts for your audits apparently, I, it's, I I think the idea of yeah Stadia that convenience the idea of you can just buy a TV because you buy a TV now and it has Netflix already in it uh, or yeah and, like and when you, we got our new TV like the remote literally has like a Netflix and a Disney Plus button yeah. or no an Amazon Prime button on it. I don't and something think else Plus called like, like a Vuzo or some some other button I've never pushed in my life. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, even shit you never heard of is being blocked into a TV. You want to tell me that there, if if you could have a Nintendo app or an Xbox app, and it's like, yeah, just sync a controller up to your TV, and we'll stream the games to you. Absolutely. Logistically, to get that to work, we're nowhere near that. Mm-mm. Um. And on a, on a mass market scale. Not at all, but I do believe, like, yeah, that level of convenience. Hell yeah! If 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 instead of buying, trying to get yourself a PS Five, you could just download the app to your new Sony TV and play your Ratchet and Clank. Um, As someone who hates do that. wires and has a very like special, I, I have bought so many products that are just designed to like hide all of the like various HDMI cords because you you know us, we got like. We got consoles on consoles. We got multiple consoles of consoles. Yeah. Just trying to have them. And we like to have them hooked up all the time. And so just the idea that I could have a TV and the TV is the only thing like, oh, sounds great. Yeah. We're nowhere near that. Though. No, no, no. But no, no, no. it's uh, and also like, you know, Google might get bored and <laughs> move on from it. We'll see. Stadia, you mean Microsoft? Oh, yes. Microsoft or Stadia. I mean, yeah. Microsoft probably don't have much else going on. They'll probably stick with it. But like, I think you know, Xbox is, is good for the Microsoft brand as a Absolutely whole. it is. You know, like just... Especially lately. <laughs> people want to have some sort of... They, they want people to have some sort of fond feeling for Microsoft that isn't, you know, connected to Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, and just Bill Gates <laughs> in general. Or, um, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Did you know that... Uh, uh, Nadella recently got named as the chairman of Microsoft. So he's now the CEO and the chairman. Basically, oh. so he has like they didn't let Balmer have that. They like didn't oh, really? tr- yeah, they didn't trust Balmer enough to do that. So he oh. like so since Bill Gates, like basically was the last person hmm. who had that much control over Microsoft. Yeah, I don't so I don't know if Balmer's tenure was really that great. He definitely like he didn't really move the needle, but it didn't drop down. He didn't ruin the company, but I think his, like, he tried to, you know, the Windows Phone stuff, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. But, like, you don't. 
It was like too little, too late. Yeah, you don't make gadgets, man. And also, it's like at the time they were like low key, not even low key. They were trying to compete with Steve Jobs, who was just way too ahead of the game on that. You know, he saw the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad. You know, he was ahead of the game. I I mean, you don't don't forget about Android. Oh sure, but like they don't have. I mean, he used to like people used to anticipate Apple releasing new stuff every year. Oh, they still do. They still, yeah, exactly. And I, I, well, I guess I don't follow tech stuff quite as much as you do. Are people like as excited about new Android phones the way that people are excited about new iPhones or a new iPad? I think so. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, Android phone. Well, I think the cult of Apple is exactly that's what I'm different. Talking about. Like, yeah. they definitely have a cult following, but that's mostly a United States thing, like a mm. and maybe a Western thing, but. Like Android has like nine, like over ninety percent of the market share. Like it's oh, kind, really? it's okay. kind of insane. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, but like, again, no, Android's like, much bigger. And actually, I oh, okay, I got something to tell you after the podcast. Okay, yeah, and it's I, I guess yeah, very America centric. So yeah. yeah, we've only again, just started dabbling Yankees. in cell phones and stuff too. To be honest, like even doing the Engage, mm-hmm. um, even though it is a game console, we really did have to step out of our uh, comfort zone, and I. I a lot of I haven't seen a whole lot of corrections, so I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I think we got it right, but yeah, there was a lot of effort to try and get um, the technical cell phone side of that story to get it right. Yeah, because that's out of my comfort zone. That's not really what I grew up um, mm-hmm. doing. I mean, I, I got into video games talking about that topic because it's really like it was a huge hobby of mine growing up. So I was kind of already like you know I knew you know I was halfway there for a lot of the knowledge. Um, so yeah. The, the, the tech side of things is it's, it's it is kind of fun to realize that there are tech techies people who like tech stuff and people who like games and there is some overlap but yeah i had a friend who had a wii and he bought a wii like day one because it was a new tech thing but he didn't really know shit about video games but i only had like, he just I, bought it because it was a gadget yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but I had I got an iPhone in like 2011. I was like, hey, I finally got an iPhone. It's like, you finally got an iPhone. You know, I was yeah. working at Best Buy. It was making more money than me. But OK, well, I think it's about time to wrap this up. But before we do, we always ask people to send in like if they have any comments or questions or things they want us to talk about. Um, we are as always a little bit over, but we, we can go through through some of them. We, play, we keep a, we keep it loose. Keep it fast and loose here. Yeah. Do, do, do. Okay, so from from Dalton, he wants to know about Resident Evil 8. <laughs> Are you still liking it? I'm I still, mean, you've been talking about it. I, uh, I I feel like I've been talking about it. Maybe I haven't been talking about it on the podcast and stuff, but like, yeah, right. man. I uh, It's all you and I talk about. I really, well, I really, really like the, you know, House Beneviento uh, uh, section. Really what, it, like, here's the thing. I was super into Resident Evil 8. I've beaten it multiple times now. And I was well on my way to like getting 100%. Um, and uh, really all I needed to do was beat it on Val- uh, Village of Shadows difficulty, the hardest one. And I was ripping through it, no problem. Actually, I had all my stuff, like tons of guns leveled up. And then I got to the Heisenberg fight, which is incredibly hard on that mode. And you can't heal during that fight. And even when you're doing it successfully, it's still like a three, four minute slog. If you just like blasting with your machine gun. Uh, and I just couldn't beat him. 
I tried like a hundred times. I couldn't beat him. And I was just like, I'm done. This sucks. I'm not having fun anymore. And uh, honestly, then I bought all the DLC for Resident Evil 7. And I'm working my way through that. And uh, so I'm kind of just doing lots of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I should, I'll- Basically, our little home life has been either me playing Hollow Knight on the big TV or me watching true crime documentaries on the big TV while Derek has like his little TV yeah. and he's his little grandma TV and mm-hmm. he's like, it's on like a little tray table. He's just got his headphones on playing Resident Dude, Evil. Dude, it's so great, these modern consoles because all you need <laughs> is like a power cord and an HDMI cable. And I got this little this little TV from Best Buy, for, like the 19-inch TV. It's like, it weighs an ounce. It's so light and I can just like set up shop anywhere I want. Just like I need an extension cord. And I can, because got, I got headphones, I can plug in the, to the controller. Mm-hmm. I can I can set up shop and start playing my, my PS4 anywhere. It's great. The, the, good question in the chat. Where but in does, general, I do like Resident Evil 8 a lot. Well, where where is it in your overall Resident Evil like, God, ranking? Know, it's so hard to do that because I feel like this is like the third major like era of Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Shinji Mikami era up until about like you know four in Co-Veronica. and then you kind of had four, five, and six, where I feel like it was sort of like the dark period. <laughs> um, and now we have seven remakes, two, three, and eight. And I just feel like the team that's currently making Resident Evil right now is like probably the best it's been since it started. And so I don't know; it's so weird. Seven and eight are such different games. I I can't really answer that. I will say though that I like Remake Three, uh, and Remake Two was great too. That that right now for me, as far as I'm concerned, they're four for four. I'm almost nervous about like the you know nine. You know when if when that happens in like five years, six years, because of the whole. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. There. So this is not. So if you're afraid of spoilers, Resident Evil skip forward like 30 seconds their minor spoilers non-spoilery spoilers are starting now okay here we go okay spoiler time there's no dogs in resident evil (laughs) what okay no i I was actually gonna say at the end of resident evil 8 it's implied that um you know ethan's daughter is going to be the next protagonist for the next game rose Rose and she has all these like special abilities and she can do stuff. It's and basically you're you you are implied going to play as the bioweapon and not fight the bioweapon. Right, anymore. and I, I'm just like, how's that gonna? I feel like that could almost would almost be is that too far away from Resident Evil to also have all of these abilities? Like no, I, I don't I, know. Like the, the 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 true genius of Shinji Mikami was when he, when he was shepherding Resident Evil, he never really kept a solid tone. He allowed every game to kind of have its own tone. And that was a problem for a while because just they're all so wildly different and strange. I mean, one and two and three and four, all four of those games are just kind of weirdly wildly different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you have a seven and eight. And yeah, it's weird, but weird is like, you know, expect the unexpected. That's what's the only thing you can expect. It is in Resident Evil's... That is true Resident Evil to be weird and different and stuff. Well, sure. Now, 7 and 8 have moved that needle a little further and definitely in unique ways, but like, I mean, 
I don't. I don't really care about if it's going to hold up to a Resident Evil. I just want. I'm happy this team is. You just want to have a game that's fun, dude. This team is fucking doing it. Yeah. I loved remakes two and three, but I was like, bring me eight. I want the team that made seven to continue that creative uh, strike. I guess like I'm just imagining like a Bioshock game. You know what I mean? When I try to imagine like what's that going to look like to me, it's like oh, it's going to be like Bioshock or it's going to be something like that like one of those first person abilities shooters and that that's not bad that's not terrible but it it is there's a part of me that's like you know the whole point of this game is that of resident evil is that it usually is kind of a difficult like you're you're overmatched by others and so it's it's i i mean it's going to be definitely really crazy and a spectacle and that's wonderful so I, I'm, yeah, curious to see what happens. I'm certain we are very far away from that happening. Yeah. So I don't, I don't gotta worry about it. I got plenty of multiplayer <laughs> Resident Evil Reverse. games, <laughs> Reverse, oh, other yeah. things and, to and chew there's on gonna be DLC. in the meantime. It's so weird, the DLC for Resident <laughs> Evil 8, like by popular demand, we're doing DLC. Like you were, what do you mean by popular demand? To me, that is them saying like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's going to have Lady D. We're sorry we didn't realize you all were going to love that so much. <laughs> Um, so justice for lady d yeah so we're gonna have tall vampire giantess which i'm excited about um usually when you play armchair you know game developer uh and you think you have the answer for what you want a series to do um you should end it with like i hope the people in charge know how to do that or like man that sounds here's what they need to do that sounds hard i hope they know what they're doing I just feel so confident in this team. They know what they they know what they're going to do. Whatever they do, they're going to do it well. I just believe this team, uh, at least right now. Um, I just feel like they're on a great streak. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't even care what you guys do next. I'll buy yeah. it because I feel like not only not not even not even just like this Resident Evil team. I feel like Capcom right now is is really yeah. course corrected from whatever problems they had about ten years it, ago. It's kind of amazing because you know, like ten years ago, you never, I never would have thought like, oh. Capcom's gonna have a golden era again, you know? <sighs> yeah. Like it was like, yeah, that was it's over. <laughs> oh, and funny thing about that, we are recording this July twenty first, two thousand one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends, the five year anniversary of Mida Number Nine today. Oh, finally came out five years ago today. Wow. <laughs> Tangentially related. Thank, thank you. Love to be stepped on by Lady D. I just want to be around her. Just want to hang out. <laughs> I'm not into that whole like being crushed stuff, but like, yeah, you know, hang out with her. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. But yeah. I think I need to sit up, Grace, and get a little closer to the microphone again. I'm sorry. You I'm just slouching. Sli- okay. We, I, I, my spine is jellifying. So we probably only got one more time for yeah. one more question. But um, let me just kind of scroll through. Wait, was it July 21st or June 21st? Oh, wait. Am I wrong? Oh. Oh. All right. Never mind. Derek's wrong. If only we had an editor who could. <laughs> okay, Derek's furiously Googling. Yeah, I. No, June 21st, 2016. I think you, you said. Did, um, I, did I accidentally say July? You said 2001 was like one of the, the, the error I heard. No. Do you want to say it again? It's 20, for, it was... the, for the people in the back, do you want to say it again? Yeah, June 21st, uh, 2016. Yeah. The five year anniversary of my number nine. Here yep. we go. Yep. How you feel, folks? Five years ago. I feel young and fresh. I feel bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, personally. Man. Remember that it took us like 
oh yeah, it took us about six months to write and finish that first Mono Number Nine video. Yeah. That was a nightmare. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, last question from Twitter from Sleepy Sheepy. Mm. Are there any other obscure consoles like the Gamecom or Engage that you'd like to make a video on? And I said, boy, are there tons. There course. are a lot, specifically one. Well, yeah, like the Zebo one's coming. And I, I think the closer we're getting to that, the more I'm thinking it's going to be two separate videos similar or maybe just one giant video uh, yeah but for the engage we split up the like past mortem section and the punching weight into two videos and i almost think that maybe it could just be one giant video yeah a mega video but we'll see we are uh um we'll, we'll have to put that up for a zebo is happening pokemon mini is being edited right now yeah we got a we got stuff in the can we got stuff ready for us to watch actually yeah then there's i've been staring at the um the playstation pocket station yeah <laughs> i'm wanting to do that i know that's not necessarily logistically the same that's in terms be of a, its own console that's gonna be a, a logistical issue <sighs> and a 64 dd we've we've been kind of sitting on one of those for a long time and we need to finally pull the trigger on uh, uh doing that but yeah there, there's other things there's like a lot people, man people have said to us they want want us to like work on the zodiac or something the like Gizmondo. that and i honestly haven't really looked into it yet um we'll we'll see and actually we've been getting a lot of like engage love i don't think we're done with the engage yeah um and you know we did those two videos back to back for us it was like about a month two months of our lives just kind of dedicated to those two videos and all together there are like 50 or so minutes worth of, of content I definitely need a break from Engage. We're definitely going to have to come back to it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are other systems to do for sure. But I don't think we are not done with Engage. Yeah. Uh, we are for now. And the Engage isn't <laughs> done with us. Yeah. Give us a month or two on that. But um, I think I, it, that I think that does it for us. That's going to do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is the second uh, June podcast. We do the first and third uh, Mondays of the month. So we'll be back again. Which I know um, is confusing, but just just go into your calendar mm -hmm. and then hit every other. Yeah. Basic, and that's basically it. That's not quite it. But the fir first and the third. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's how we do it. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends. Um, right. you, you actually, I know a lot of people listen to this through the Patreon, but you do not have to listen to this through Patreon. You can actually go on Spotify on Overcast, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, which is the one I should have listed first, but yeah. and yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, any, any of those, and whatever. Write a, and write us a review. Give, uh, leave us a review. That oh, that, that's us. a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should honestly, we should promote this podcast better. Right now, this is like it's like the cool kids club. Yeah. And we're just kind of a little small, like so a little, yeah. little hug, mm -hmm. just a little. Yeah. Tell your just friends. Just a little cozy time. Yeah. I tell your friend. Tell your friends about the YouTube channel, you know, and like, hey, if you really like the YouTube videos, check out their dumb podcast. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be back again uh, July 5th. That'll be the first Monday of that month. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, new videos are coming uh, very soon here. And uh, yeah, Pokemon Mini, Resident Evil 8 videos. Yeah, those are coming live out. Live streams probably coming back soon. I want, oh God, I, get back. I want to get back to live streams so bad. I just keep not having the time for it but hopefully this wednesday i'll be back doing 
Yeah. Maybe even stream some damn engage, man. I don't know. Why not? Can't stop me. That sounds fun. Can't stop me. <laughs> All right. It's going to do it, though. So, everybody, good night. Yeah. Say good night, the Grace. Good night. Good night, the Grace. <laughs> Bye, everybody.